And from there, we're going to go to Genesis, I'm sorry, Jeremiah chapter 32. I feel the strong current under the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. God wants to do something here tonight. We don't need to wait till Thursday. I said we don't need to wait until Thursday. If you come in this place with a need, you need to leave with that need met. What greater testimony could you have than to say, look what the Lord has done for me. Amen. We can talk about all these other things God's done for other people, but when God does something for me, there's something special about that testimony. And when I begin to be, begin to talk to people about what God's done for me, they can see that this thing is real. It's not something that somebody else experienced that we're telling them about. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. This morning, Pastor taught, and uh, I'm kind of glad he didn't get any farther than he did because I'm, I'm thankful for what I heard this morning. There's power in the Word of God. In the Word of God. And as I begin to think about these two passages of scriptures we're going to go to in just a moment, both of these were spoken from God. Amen. Let's look at this. Genesis chapter number 18. And we're going to start with verse 13. And the Lord said, you see who's talking here? The Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? This first sentence in verse 14, I want you to pay attention to. The Lord said, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Jeremiah chapter 32. Verse 26, then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, we understand who's speaking here, through the prophet was the Lord. Verse 27, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Anything too hard for me? And I feel like asking you the same question tonight. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I want you to ask yourself the same question. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? That thing you came into church tonight with, is that thing too hard for the Lord to fix? Is that situation you've been dealing with for a long time now, is that thing too hard for the Lord to deal with? Amen. Let's lay our Bibles down. Let's reach out to the Lord. Lord, we need you, God. We need the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. God, I need Oh, 
worship you, Lord, and I praise you today. Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand clap of praise in this house. can be seated. Praise God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? God asked Sarah, ask Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Let me ask you, as you heard pastor talking tonight about the things that God can do, I wonder how many of you thought we've heard this over and over and over again. That's what Sarah was basically doing. She was laughing in herself. She said, I've heard this before. It hasn't happened yet. That's what she did. And that's what caused the Lord to say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Amen. I was thinking this afternoon, and, and I will use some of my notes, but I was thinking this afternoon... When I'm stuck in a bad situation, is God far from me? And I begin to think of Psalm 139, starting with verse 7 through verse 13, says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there, and if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not, not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. God has had his eyes on us since the day we were born. God has been reaching for us since the day that we were born. God had a plan for each and every one of us from the day that we were born. And God called us out of this world, out of billions of people. God chose us, those that are sitting here tonight, and he's got more that he's reaching out to. And it's our responsibility, as Pastor said, to reach out to them. If we want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost, we have to have somebody that needs the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Throughout the scripture, we can find time after time where God makes promises and time lapses and things don't transpire as people think they should and people try to step in. We have Ishmael because of that reason. We have several other instances through the scripture where man tries to fulfill God's promises for him. God has promised us revival. God has promised us revival. I don't believe we're waiting on God anymore. I believe God's waiting on his people to respond to his word. Amen. Praise God. But is anything too hard for the Lord? Think about it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Anything. Think about what's going on in your life. Is anything there too hard for the Lord? 
is anything? Is anything too hard? The reason I'm asking this is because I want you to really think. If it's not too hard for the Lord, then why am I still holding on to what I have been asking him to take care of? Amen. I was thinking through service tonight, we received the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in another tongue. This tongue is a sign to everybody around us that you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, signifying the fact that when you allow God to take control of your tongue, in essence, you have allowed God to take control of your whole life, right? So at that point that we received the Holy Ghost for the first time, we yielded everything to God. At that point, we had no doubt that there was nothing too hard for God. But I know from my experience in living for God, there have been times where I run into a situation and I'm like, God, I don't know about this situation. I'm doubting that it can be taken care of. But when I finally realize that he is in control of all things, and that he knows exactly where I'm at and what's going on in my life, then I can lift up that thing to him and he can take control of it. Amen. I'm going somewhere. I know I'm going a little slow right now. But I, I want to get there in just a few seconds. I got to thinking about David. He was a young man. He didn't, he wasn't much of anything, honestly, when he was young. He lived at his dad's house. He was the youngest boy. He was tending his father's sheep on the backside of the mountain. And that's what David was. He was a simple shepherd taking care of his father's sheep. But that young boy got God's attention. A young man on the backside of a hill tending sheep, when no one else was paying attention to him, God was paying attention to him. Why? Because he understood that God has all things under control. And when David by himself with his sheep on the back side of the mountain, was tending them, I can assure you there probably were some lonely days. But the Bible tells us that David played his harp and sang praises to God and developed a relationship with the Lord and developed an understanding that God can take care of anything. I'm saying this because when he went to King Saul, he said, let me go before Goliath. And King Saul said, well, son, you can't do this. You're not a trained warrior. That man has been a warrior since his youth. And David began to recount some instances when he was back there on the backside of the mountain. That there was a day that a bear came out of the woods and began to attack his sheep. And David attacked the bear and slew the bear with his bare hands. And then there was another day, he told the king, he said, oh king, I was there and a lion came out. He said, and I smoked the lion. Because David understood, it's not because of me. It's because God has given me the ability to take down the foe that has come against me. 
And I'll tell you one thing, the devil knows just as much as we ought to know that God has something in store and something's about to break wide open in Olathe, Kansas. I believe that the enemy understands and believes it more so than most of us in this place tonight. And the enemy has put up his guard against us. And he has went on the attack and decided I'm going to do what I can to discourage the people in Olathe. Because if I can discourage them, God can't do anything. If I can destroy their faith, I can't. God's, God's word will never come true. Because they'll never live up to their end of what God's called them to do. And so that's why I've come tonight to ask you, is anything too hard for the Lord. When the Lord saw a young man on the backside of a mountain tending some sheep and the enemy came up to destroy his flock and this young man stood up with the power of God and destroyed these animals, that same God is standing in this room tonight. That same God is standing here tonight wanting to give you the ability to stand against whatever situation has come in your life. I don't care what it may have been. I can promise you, you can leave this place different than you have ever been before. Amen. There's, it's important that we maintain our faith. If we lose our faith, we're going to lose everything. Amen. The Apostle Paul told the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 6, Above all, take unto you the shield of faith. Why is this important? It protects me from the attack of the enemy. If my faith is low, I'm vulnerable. If my faith is low, I, I could be attacked and be taken out. But my faith is strong in the Lord tonight more than it's ever been. Why? Because I have seen God step in time and time again. Not just, not, not two, three years ago, but in this very week I've watched God's hand move. Hallelujah. Praise God. There, in 1996, Pastor was talking about we need vessels that need a touch from God. In 1996, I think it was in April, a preacher was up here preaching faith, preaching with everything he had. And faith raised up in the hearts of a mother and a young girl that walked down and God reached down as the man of God prayed for her. And the word of God had gone forth and healed her of epilepsy. And to this day, she has had no signs of epilepsy ever again. Most of us know the story, but that was my sister Rebecca. It wasn't too... There was another instance, we were in here worshiping, I was sitting over there playing on the drums, and I saw my uncle come in the back door and tried to get my Pastor Riggins, Pastor Riggins' attention and said, and finally got his attention and he went back to the back, and a lady, a dear saint of God, had went to the restroom and had fallen and died of a heart attack there in the restroom. 
Pastor Regan walks in and says, Jesus. And she instantly came to. Is God too, is anything too hard for God? Look, I could stand here and preach to you of instances throughout the scripture where God moved in, but I want you to understand that God that was back in the Bible that walked with the four lepers, that, that God helped and, and, and all of Syria ran off and gave them a mighty victory, that same God is standing right here in this room. It was that same God that healed my sister of epilepsy. It was that same God that raised Sister Susie from the dead. Even more recent, mom was working with the lady and she came. Her eyes were swollen shut. She could not open them. She had to be led into the service. Most of us understand and we remember these things, but I want you to see nothing is too hard for God. She walked through the back door. She came and sat by my grandma for the service. As she walked down, my mom led her to the, to the pew. The preacher preached. Preached faith. That lady got up after, after the preacher finished preaching. Had my mama lead her right down here to the front. They laid hands on her in Jesus' name. Her eyes were opened instantly. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? Let me make let me bring to your remembrance just the beginning of this year and watch night. How many of you stood in the presence of God? God reached down and healed your body. How many times throughout this year have you come down for prayer and God instantly touched you and you walk out this place healed? Is anything too hard for God? Was it just for one time instance? No, sir. No, ma'am. God is here in this place tonight. How are you going to respond to the word of God? How are you going to respond to what God has said today? Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard? Hallelujah. Come on, think about it. What in your life you think is too hard for God? Why don't you come up to the front tonight? Why don't you place it in God's hands? Why don't you give God a chance? Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. How are you going to respond to the word of God tonight? Let me ask you again. Is anything too hard for God? Hallelujah, is anything too hard for God? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like God's still working on some souls. Come on, is anything too hard for God in your life? Come on, are you going to allow God to take control? Are you going to allow God to have his way in your life?